Hi friend, and welcome to Grab Your Light, the podcast, a podcast for young women of color who are trying to navigate a breakup, divorce, or co-parenting relationship with wisdom and grace, and all while maintaining their mental and emotional well-being. I'm Lauren, your host, and while I am no expert, I have been through it, and so now I'm here to walk you through it. So let's talk about it. All righty. And so, of course, first and foremost, thank you for tuning in. If this is your first time, welcome to my tiny corner of the podcast universe. And if this is a repeat listen for you, then thank you so much for keeping me company, right? Because if you don't listen, then really I'm just talking to myself. So thank you. Thank you. So this month, we're talking about entertainment and how entertainment can comfort us, inspire us, connect with us during these difficult times like a breakup, separation, or divorce. Last episode, I gave you my top five movies for when you're going through a breakup, separation, or divorce. This episode, I want to give you my top five TV shows You know, just in case you're not a movie person or perhaps you want to binge something and it take like a whole day, weekend, week, you know, a movie, it only gives you two hours of entertainment, but a TV show, it's limitless, right? Especially like the old TV shows because we got like 20 episodes per season. So if you're looking for something to binge, then this list is for you. So let's just dive right in, right? Because (laughs) I love TV. I especially love reality TV. And so I could talk about this all day long. So number one on my list and probably everyone else's list is sex and the city, right? I mean, that's kind of the whole premise of the show. I mean, sure, it's called sex in the city, but it's also just about watching four women navigate romance and relationships. And all four of them have different approaches to relationships. They have different goals for their relationships. They have different means of achieving those goals within their relationships. They go for different kinds of men. They live different lifestyles. It's really just kind of a perfect show for women in general. Like you see why it had so many seasons, why it's had movies, why it's had a refresh, because it really speaks to just about every woman out there. And it covers almost every issue you could think of, you know, from the sexual ones to the family ones, to the friend ones, to the chemistry ones, compatibility, future goals, money, children, just every possible conflict you could have in a relationship, every possible issue or insecurity you could have, sex in the city tackles it. So in binging it while going through a breakup, you are bound to see Um, something that you experienced, you know, perhaps it's the reason your relationship ended. You'll see Carrie go through that and how Carrie went through it. Or, you know, perhaps it's how your significant other was. You'll see Miranda date someone just like that. Or perhaps it's a struggle to move forward and you'll see how that is never Samantha's issue, right? And so you get a little bit of lesson, you get a little bit of humor, actually a lot of humor, you get some great style. It's just a really great show. You know, you can sit and cry with it, but you can also laugh with it. And it has tons of seasons, tons of episodes. 
And what I also really like is they try to wrap up each episode with some kind of lesson. Not that the lesson is always a good one or one that you should apply to your life, but it does sort of bring it home for you. So if you're looking for a theme or sort of the moral of the story, it will provide that to you. Then once you finish binging that, you can watch movies one and two. I think there's only two of them, movies one and two. Then when you finish that, you can watch the new reboot. And there's just no shortage of relationship issues that they will not tackle. So number one on my list and everyone else's is Sex and the City. Okay, number two is Girlfriends. Girlfriends is a lot like Sex in the City. You have a group of four women. They are navigating relationships in very different ways for very different reasons and with very different challenges. The bonus or the perk to girlfriends is that is that they are black women. So you're seeing how it is unique to black women, you know, any of the issues or challenges that we may face navigating relationships. You know, for example, I believe they tackle sort of the way that we look out for our black men, right? We know that they are challenging or facing societal challenges every single day. And so there's an added element of looking for a black man that can navigate that well, and then being able to support them in a way that doesn't strip them of their masculinity. That is, of course, a drastic oversimplification of that challenge, but they do tackle that. You know, there are things like not wanting to be a baby mama or have a baby daddy. There are things like their names and wanting to have classic all-American names, you know, so that people don't look at you in a certain kind of way. So they tackle all the issues sex in the city tackles, but they tackle them from the perspective of a black woman. And there's something also super important about that because as a black woman, I am navigating relationships and the pressures that society puts on me and my relationships. And I will talk about that in the coming weeks and months. I do mention it in my blog that one of the challenges I faced was not wanting to have a different last name from my daughter because I did not want any assumptions about the relationship I had that brought her into the world. Just little things like that, that women that are not um, of color don't have to really think about, but that women of color are often automatically assumed to have had or to have faced. And so we kind of work overtime to counteract these stereotypes. I think that's probably just the briefest way I should have said that is that girlfriends tackles all the stereotypes. There you go. So, and then of course you also get the style, you get the humor, you get the sisterhood, you get the laughs and you get the lessons. So Girlfriends is a really good one and it has a a lot of seasons, not as many as Sex in the City and it ends abruptly, but uh, Girlfriends is a good one. Okay, moving on to number three is Gilmore Girls. Gilmore Girls is one of those that you're not going to automatically think of when you think of a breakup TV show or movie, but it's on my list because you get to watch a single mom, which is what many of us become after our breakups is a single mother. And then we have to navigate dating as a single mom. So you get to watch a single mom do that. You get to see her also parent 
while she does it and rebuild her life as she does it. And so it's just very inspiring. She has lows, she has highs, and it's easy to relate to all of them. She's also very entertaining. She's a quick talker. She's a coffee junkie. She's just a great, great time. I absolutely love that main character, the mom. And then on the flip side of that, you get to watch the daughter. The daughter will date. And even though she's a teenager and then a college student, there are lessons to be learned from there too. And you can relate to her going through her first breakup and her first love and, you know, not wanting to make decisions based on a man. And it's just really, really great. I think in their own unique way, they tackle relationships from both angles, young love, teenage love, um, young adult love, and then a mother's love, an older woman's love. It's just, it's absolutely great. And like I said, very entertaining. It has a bunch of seasons. And then they also did a reboot. So once you binge the whole season, then you can watch the reboot. And both of them, mom and daughter, tend to pick very attractive men. So you get a little eye candy while you watch too. And then you, you know, you get attached to them. You get to see the daughter grow up and go off to college and the mom, you know, make herself into this great businesswoman. It's just very, very inspiring. So definitely check that one out, especially if you have children. Okay. The fourth one, I should have saved this one for last because it's my favorite one. The fourth one is The Real Housewives. Which franchise, you ask? Honestly, it doesn't matter. Just pick one. Someone's bound to be getting divorced. (laughs) Which is hilarious for a show that's called Housewives that we're constantly watching someone get divorced. But in reality, not all of them. So I tend to watch Real Housewives of Atlanta, of Beverly Hills, of New Jersey, of New York. I think there's also a Miami. There is a Salt Lake City. Oh, I watch Potomac too. So the one that I would really direct you to is Real Housewives of Orange County. Literally, one of them is getting divorced each season. I'm not even lying or exaggerating. Some castmate is always getting divorced on that show. And I think honestly, this season, some of it, you have to wonder if it's brought on by the show right? Because they were doing okay. And then apparently all of the digging and investigation that comes with being cast on a reality show revealed a lot of things they did not know about one another and bam, divorce. So it is really great to watch because they all handle their divorce in very, very different ways. You have the one who Shannon on Real Housewives of Orange County, she just kind of cried all the time for everything You know, she gained weight, understandably. She was unmotivated to do things. She also was very, very preoccupied with how she was going to care for her children. She has daughters. So I think hers was probably the most relatable. Hers also involves some infidelity. We see her for several seasons trying to patch the marriage up and it's just not working. And so it is one where you can really, really identify with her. And now she's on the upside We see her dating someone new. We see her with the business. We see her daughters, you know, working through any of their feelings about the the divorce. So there's Shannon. On one season, there was Kelly. And Kelly is um, a little firebomb and or firecracker, whatever the phrase is. And Kelly's 
was, I don't think she was all that upset about it. That's what she'll say. But then she wild out a little more than usual. So there's that method, right? And perhaps that's you. Perhaps you spiraled a little bit, you know, and, and you're looking for some comfort in knowing you're not the only one who did that. And then right now we're watching Noella go through a divorce and she is crying a lot, which is a common theme, right? I cried quite a bit. And she's also kind of stealing the show a lot, not in the reality show, but just every event tends to become about her divorce. She's she's trying to garner a lot of sympathy. And perhaps that's you. Perhaps you're like, look here, this is how I process my emotions. I need people to participate in it. I need it to be understood and to be known. And I'm asking for help from my village. And so maybe that's you. And so you can relate to her. We watch Tamara and Vicky, the OGs of the OC. That's what they call themselves, at least. <laughs> you, we watch those two go through divorce and the two of them handled it very differently, even though they're like BFFs. Vicky was very heartbroken by hers and made that very known. And Tamara was kind of relieved about hers, but hers was very contentious. It was very hostile. And so we watched that drag on for seasons with her. They had a very tense custody battle. And, you know, there were a lot of allegations out there. And so I think that just no matter what your breakup or divorce is looking like, you will be able to identify with one of these housewives. And it's a little comforting in that they have all this money at their disposal, and yet it doesn't make their breakup any less difficult. So that's kind of comforting, right? Because a lot of times we think that money will kind of solve problems, money will make things easier. And sure, some of the practical things it will but it just comes to show that heartache is heartache. A breakup is a breakup. It doesn't matter which tax bracket you fall into. It's going to hurt. And you're going to need the tools to handle that. And if you don't have the tools, it will be harder to handle. And so we we watch that. We watch some of them handle it. They're, oh, I forgot about Gina. She was the one of the ones too, one of the recent ones who got divorced. And she spiraled for sure. Like got a DUI. Just life fell apart. And now she's had her whole glow up, has a boyfriend, has a new home. Her and the ex-husband co-parent beautifully. So hers is really, really cool to watch. I didn't like Gina when she first joined the show, but now she's one of my favorite castmates. So definitely if you're into reality TV, if you're into kind of over-the-top shenanigans, definitely tune into The Real Housewives of Orange County. You can probably watch Real Housewives of New Jersey to see a divorce or two. L.A., they tend to keep them. I don't know what it is. And in Beverly Hills, they don't tend to get divorced too much or they're divorced before they already joined the show. So there's that. Atlanta, I think we get one or two divorces. New York, all of them tend to get divorced, but they do it very quietly. So that's a completely different perspective. They all like we know they're getting divorced. They will mention it, but it tends to be done very quietly. They don't let too many emotions out about it, at least not in front of the camera. So that's a whole other take. Perhaps that's you. Perhaps you're a very private person. You're kind of stoic. You don't really want people knowing, then you might relate more to Real Housewives of New York. So now that we've had a complete 10 minute chat about Real Housewives, let's move to the fifth and final TV show, which isn't really a TV show, but a channel. And that is Hallmark. I know. I'm pausing for effect here because I can already sense what you're thinking. Every time I mention this to my therapist, she goes, "Ugh, I cannot believe you watch Hallmark. But there's something 
comforting about Hallmark. It is that we always know exactly how it's going to end. We just don't know how they're going to get there. We know how it's going to begin. We know the middle and we know the end. It's the details that make each movie different. But when you're watching, it always starts with either the man or the woman is completely sworn off love. They have been burned in the past. They have had a terrible breakup. A lot of them were engaged and someone called it off. So they're already approaching the beginning of the movie with this perspective of being kind of heartbroken. Then they unexpectedly meet someone. They fall in love with them. Of course, they try to fight it. They just can't. They fall in love. Then something happens. They think they can't be together. Someone does something stupid. And then they end up, the guy always makes some grand gesture and they end up back together. And in the meantime, The woman always propels her life forward somehow. You know, either she gets the promotion, she starts the company, she opens the bakery, she relocates, she buys the house. Her whole life by the end of the movie becomes exactly what she wanted it to be. And that is incredibly encouraging for us women, especially when our whole life has just been blown up. To watch a movie where the woman starts the movie in the same situation we do and ends exactly where we want to be, it's incredibly comforting. Even though we know that there's a whole lot that's unrealistic to it, it's nice to just be taken away and swept up in that fantasy. And if you'll recall, my marriage ended during the holidays. So I got to watch all those Christmas Hallmark movies and I was eating them up. I was recording them on my DVR. I had my favorites and you know, they recycle the actors and the actresses. I had my favorite actors. If I saw that it was going to be so-and-so in there, I was watching it. I was going to make sure that I was there with my tea and I was watching because I found it to be very encouraging And sometimes we need that. You know, now, years later, sometimes I just can't stand Hallmark. It's just, it's too much. Sometimes it feels cheesy. Sometimes it feels corny. But in those moments, it was exactly what I needed. So check out Hallmark if you can stand the cheese just a little bit. So to recap, my top five TV shows are Sex and the City, Girlfriends, Gilmore Girls, The Real Housewives, any franchise really, and any movie on the Hallmark Channel. So that is it, right? So now we have movies and then we have TV shows. So you'll have to tune in next week to see what list we cover then. For now, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to my podcast Please feel free to follow the podcast on Instagram so that you can send me messages, leave comments, and we can become friends. I hope that you have a great day, week, and month. Bye.